Hello. We're having a small problem. Oh, yeah? What's that? To put this week's song on iTunes and stuff, um, it's probably not going to happen. Oh, why not? Um, we have to get permission from the Ting Tings, and apparently they've disappeared off the face of the earth, and even if we do find them, then they get to keep the 0.00003% of the pence that we would have earned. It's basically a major ball ache. Oh, we could just put it on SoundCloud instead, and people can find it on our website. Okay, great, good idea. Put it next to the tickets for our live show. Okay. So, anything else going on? Um, no, not really. Uh, um, didn't you have a baby? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did have that, yeah. Okay, well, uh, congratulations. <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't know what the fuss is about. It was, like, maybe the fifth hardest thing I've ever done. I mean, possibly I have an iron uterus. I shall rename her Virginia Warrior Princess. You didn't even tell me you were pregnant. Who's the father? It's you. We are Laura Corcoran and Matthew Jones. And we are the writers and creators of Frisky and Manish. And this one today, or the same day, I don't know when you're listening. <laughs> today for us, not, be, not today for you. Like binge on them. I don't know people binge on things these days. Um, <laughs> if you're binging, then this next one, if you are listening for the first time, then the first one, if this is the last one you'll ever listen to, which given this introduction is likely... <laughs> The last one is uh, quite an interesting choice for us Mm. to include because it's our oldest piece of material. Yes, we have actually done variations on this theme for, uh, gosh, almost since the the first or second year that we started. Yeah, at least eight years. Yeah. I mean, it says something that this song was actually number one probably when we started. It was. I, I remember it was huge. It was everywhere. It's, of course, the Ting Tings, That's Not My Name. Classic. Yeah. I mean, as we've... As we've often said, one of the greatest protest songs of our lifetime. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, We had to do it, didn't we? We did. Well, and for us at the time when we first did it, it was a reaction to... It was the first time because we we did our first Edinburgh show and that got quite well reviewed lots of in the sense that there were lots of them I wasn't going to say that transferred to London and abroad Um, international it was global phenomenon of the times it was well covered you know whether or not those reviews were were particularly positive um, (laughs) or not there were a lot of them and uh, one of the things that we responded to was the descriptions of us because obviously you know of course you you expect to be judged on your material Mm. um, but we were judged much more on how we presented ourselves than I think we were expecting yeah I mean, well, it, it had to the end occur to us, has it? Had it that we in the comedy world being a, a what would, how would you describe yourself? I don't know, a, a, a strong lady. <laughs> a strong know. female, large yeah. female presence. Well, okay. And uh, a, a fey, homosexually presenting man who doesn't refer to his gayness on stage. I mean, we, there's no material about Manish being gay. We never say it. But, no. you know, I, obviously I know that... I am gay in real life and and I'm sure that a campness exudes from me anyway. Um, but it was interesting how commentable, how remarkable. Well, how focal it was yeah. in the reviews. And um, worthy of worthy of mention. I mean, I suppose it's fair to say we do dress up. Hmm. So is that fair? That, what's so f- that we're asking for it? <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, if you're wearing that. <laughs> well, I think that, I mean, that obviously is then where we ended up going. But initially when we started doing that's not my name we were actually saying 
literally saying this description that you have applied to me about what I was wearing or we actually literally focused on on factual inaccuracies well actually we? we actually focused on people getting our name wrong <laughs> yeah, yeah. couldn't a literal the, the most so, basic I mean, we didn't change the name of the song I mean we refer to it as our that's not my name yeah. um, because people uh, no, couldn't no, no, no. get Sorry. it right I mean we understand it's an unusual name in fact where does the name Frisky and Manish come from Matthew well Laura Frisky and Manish are two fleeting characters mentioned in the poem Don Juan by Byron Lord Byron Byron. Yes. Um, what is uh, the couplet, I believe, is Lady Fitzfrisky and Miss Mavia Manish both longed extremely to be sung in Spanish. Ay, Dios mío. Um, and why did we choose that? Because we needed a name, because we had a booking, and we had, we both studied literature at university. and we, Well, we were sharing a flat at the time, and we, we had all of our books out because mm. we wanted to make sure everybody could knew that we'd done I've reading. read. Yeah, exactly. Because we were working in shops. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was looking in the bookshop. I, I mean, read. we literally—I pulled that book off the shelf, opened it at a random page, and that and was said. that was on that. And we'd just done our version of um, Careless Whisper, which got really Spanishy. <laughs> Yeah, it seemed funny and it was just... Kind of and I mean, out. well, initially, obviously, we were thinking, well, that's a huge, long name, Lady Fitzfrisky, Miss Mavia Manish. And it's just stupid. It's just funny. Yeah. And as, as my mum then said the very next day oh, after yes. I told her, she phoned me up and said, so, so are you a lesbian? Yeah, <laughs> it was very confusing. It was very confusing for lots of people. It took us way longer than it should have to shorten it, of course. We've said that many times. Yeah. We were Lady Fitzfrisky and Miss Mavia Manish the first time we performed. Yeah. And then we were sort of Fitz and Mavia but then that didn't make any sense. So there it was Frisky and Manish. It just makes sense now. I mean, well, now it just trips off the tongue. But at the time, even then, even Frisky and Manish struck people as odd and, and quirky and fruity and And, and why weird, did we do it? it? Why, did we, why did we use a name? Why didn't we just go on as Laura and Matthew? <sighs> well, I mean, I guess because we, I, I, I think that we, when we initially started, the world that was most welcoming to us and was most readily available for us to get on a stage and try stuff out mm. was Cabaret. Yeah. And Cabaret was a world in which, I mean, the... the, the, the <laughs> I guess the scene itself really uh, gravitates towards ca- audiences gravitate towards a you know a drag queen, someone putting on a persona, someone pretending There's to be a character. There's an element of sort of fantasy role play yeah. to it. We you know, want to pretend that we live in Berlin. Yeah, in you're bohemian. You're a gypsy. You don't have a fixed abode. You're, yeah. You know all this stuff. As opposed to comedians, where I think part of the attraction often is this is a person who I could be at the pub with. This is someone yeah. whose name I recognise. Their name yeah, is yeah, Kevin. Yeah. Their name it is Chris. Their it name could be is my friend Jenny. Or it should be. You know, it should be women too. Yeah, absolutely. More women. Let's yeah. get more women out yeah. there. Um, um, yeah, so I suppose we were already differentiating ourselves from what you would call the comedy world mm. by giving ourselves, by identifying, we identified, self-identified as cabaret performers. I mean, do you think we even thought we were comedy until uh, people said no. you're a comedy actor? Well, because I came, well, I mean, obviously we, we studied uh, together at university and when we were there, we did lots of musicals together, but we did write the musical side of the comedy in the Oxford Review, which yeah. is some of, you know, it's, it's basically the kind of the university-wide comedy sketch group of Oxford. Their society of comedy, yeah. And it's got, you know, very, very prestigious alumni like, you know, Rowan Atkinson and Stuart Lee and mm. Richard Herring and, and Al Murray and all these yeah. people. Um, and they, uh, but it was going, I mean, I don't think anybody who was there at the time would think I was unfair in saying it was going through a little bit of a dry patch. <laughs> Um, and arrived, our very maybe. dear friend Rose Heine Legend in the making. Uh, became the president and yeah. just basically spoke to her friends, which was us, and Adam Pershard, a very talented man who's now with the sketch group The Sex Shells, check them out, mm, um, and said, would you guys, would, could we together write some songs for this? And so that's what we did. And we yeah. found it flowed quite easily. It was a lot of fun, particularly you and me. I think we found that, that, that 
worked quite easily between the two of us with our various skills. Yes. So I guess in that respect, we were comedy because we'd done comedy before and we'd come from that comedy scene. But student comedy. Well, I mean, because I true. went to Edinburgh, you, you went to Edinburgh Fringe too, and I went to Edinburgh Fringe in different years as yeah. students with the comedy. Yours the went pretty review. well, didn't it? it? Did you go had quite a good well. one. We had, I was in the first year, you went in the second yes, year. Yes, I did our so, songs. <laughs> yeah, you did do our songs. The one saving grace. No. Um, so you went in 2005, if I'm right? Who knows? It's because I went with the Oxford Review in 2004 yeah. to the Underbelly 6pm uh, show um, and it was called I Can't Believe It's Not Better. And? And I Can't Believe It Wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Which obviously gave every single reviewer the perfect of course. takedown. Of course. But it was true because, I mean, like... A lot of the people in those show, in that show, hilariously wonderful, funny people who yeah, were good friends of mine, still are good friends of mine. Um, but it was just, it, it the show didn't come together. It was of like course. a collection of random things. And and you know what what was really funny to people's friends in review bar, well no, in student bars in Oxford or you know just random college gig things. What might be funny to people of our, you know, from our college, you know, things that are very referential to the world in which we were. When you take that out to the wider world and take it to this Edinburgh Fringe audience, you know, a lot of it really felt. Well, I think there was also a thing about you had to write and perform, Um, because there was there was a distinction between the different university uh, sketch comedy groups that would sort of be like, you know they'd have different approaches to how they would do things Mm. and we always were very aware that the Cambridge Footlights had a distinction between their writers and their performers and they found the best performers which is why often uh, Cambridge Footlights performers went on to have very um, illustrious acting careers you know like Emma Thompson and Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry and such and um, or Mitchell and Webb as well and Olivia um, Colman well I mean of of our time I mean (laughs) and whereas in Oxford they went for the approach that no you had to be an all rounder you had to do everything and Mm. I do think that that is possibly not well, it's, it, it's not true, as we know, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anywho... Any hoodles. So we had a background in comedy, to Yes, be but I was scared of saying comedy. Like, of, based on my experience with the Oxford Review, I was thinking... Fair enough. Well, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a comedian in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> and I was fresh out of uh, Royal Academy of Music, their musical mm. theatre programme, so I was full, like... You were Oh, business sometime. You Sunday. I was. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I suppose cabaret... And also, I don't think we were very comfortable with the idea of getting on stages ourselves at that point in our lives. No. I, is that fair? Yeah, I still, I, I don't want to get on stage myself. No, me neither. Ever. It horrifies me. Yeah. Even this podcast is a, is pretty much the limit of how much of Even myself I would a, be. You know, this is us being fruity. I mean, Yeah. So we came up with these names because I think we probably couldn't face the idea of getting on stage as Laura and Matthew. Who's gonna well? Who's gonna bring on stage Laura and Matthew? Please welcome Laura and Ma- oh, exactly. Matthew and Laura. I think Matthew and Laura would have been the way around. Oh, that's that. why we did it because you knew you, you well, knew I'd be first. Just saying. Oh, um, all coming out now. It is. Um, so we had these names, but we, I don't think we gave the characters much thought oh, or God. the aesthetic much thought. I think we just amplified characteristics of ourselves. So for me, that would be my curves. For you, I suppose that was your slim boyish figure. Right at the time, yeah. And then we added Jesus. a bit of glitz and glam on top of that. And little did we know that that quite, we didn't really think that through. That was quite an unconscious process. Yeah. Would then lead to these descriptions of us that we go mm. into in the song, for example, things. Well, I remember the one I really remember of you was a, an, a, a Scottish review describing mm. you as Peely Wally. Peely Wally. And I had to Peely look it up. Wally. We both had to. None yeah, of us knew like what Peely insipid, Wally was. Basically on the, on the verge of death because yeah. he's so pale and, and undernourished. And it was amazing how often I was described... Peely Wally penis. <laughs> Pe- <Ew. laughs> it was amazing how often I was described as, you know, 
domineering or yeah. dominate or dominatrix, as we say in the song. It's a word that came up to describe me. And, and school mom, headmistress. Yeah. They often used to say, you're the headmistress and I was the classroom assistant. Because So our first show was School of Pop and it had, took on an educational approach, didn't it? We, mm. we presented ourselves as the, the, well, I would have said we presented ourselves as the headmaster and mistress of the school. Yeah. But what people read from us based on our physical presences, our yeah. ways of being, our, the, the way people perceive us in the world. They saw it that you were the headmistress of the school and a very bossy, domineering, you know, take no nonsense, snap people on the back of the hands with a ruler type yeah. headmistress. And I was a perky, quirky, impy classroom assistant who sort of like hopped around like a little goblin. You and know, when it, you watch back, I mean, you can look at our, you can watch our show School of Pop uh, in full on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I don't think that, that we are particularly we're certainly not consciously doing that and never do we and, say that's the roles we're and, playing but yeah. nor am I being particularly strident I'm just pretty much stating things you're, exactly you're, as they are you're educating people you are in a position of inform, informing people and you are so you're in a position of authority and that is interesting that people if they see a woman in a position of authority in a position of power so they go oh kind she's of a dominatrix do you know what I mean it's, yeah. it's the way people you know oh my goodness ball buster you yeah know, yeah yeah bitch, definitely like, bossy bossy yeah. a boss yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah Absolutely. And then when we very first did the first the first version of this, it was actually in our second show, I think, as a reaction to a lot of these responses we'd had. And I think also we were processing some negative feedback that we'd had. If I think that's that's fair to say. Um, and uh, there was also another side to it of like, well, well, reviewers obviously, of course, get to have their say. Mm. Um, but we, if we respond it's seen as churlish yeah or sort of like we can't we, we didn't take it in good humor in good grace you yeah know? we we put ourselves out there by doing the show and therefore any comment upon what we did is is fair game because yeah. we are we've asked for it in some ways again in some ways yeah because yeah. we put ourselves on a stage and and therefore we invite comment on anything exactly. that seems yeah. to be worthy of comment whatever that may be conscious yeah. unconscious attention seekers we need to tell them i mean <laughs> i mean one review actually described us as biting the hand that feeds Yes, but the reviewer who wrote that, that is, you know, uh, the sort of reviewer that I don't think is really a reviewer. Um, Anywho. No. Um, and then and then later we revisited it. And I think we probably both realised when we'd done the first draft of it, which was very personal. It was very much about how people had written about us as specific individuals and how, what things people had said to us. Mm. Um, we then realised that it was possibly you know of course it was it was a time and a place and a moment and an emotion mm. but that it tapped into a vein that was bigger you know it was part of a, a flow a stream of energy a rivulet of um a, and a movement perhaps that was gathering pace yeah yeah and i think well when we came to do the cabaret everything we were looking for is what are the these social issues and movements that are currently really gathering steam that we feel strongly connected to and we have something to say about it. And then we mm. realised we've been saying this thing the entire time, yeah. which was that, and even from the very beginning, even when we were purely picking out parts of reviews that we thought had got a factual inaccuracy about us and just, you know, pointing out that it was wrong, we realised, well, the reason it, it irked us and, and was problematic and, and we, felt, we felt compelled to correct it was because it tapped into these larger things about how people talk to and about women, how people yeah. talk to and about gay people, how people talk to and about other other people. Yeah, yes. And so that's why, and then we realised, oh, we've been protesting for ages and we just haven't, we haven't actively, we just haven't like made the connection ourselves that we can take it bigger yeah. and make it something that everyone can join in and everyone can say, that's not my name, everyone can say, yeah. hang on, don't, don't call me that. We because that's not right. the personal political because the personal is political. Frisky, 2017. Thank 18? You. 19? Where are we? I don't know. It could be any time. <laughs> this is civil rights. It's the 90s. Something like that. 
Okay. So um, we have both had personal experiences and outside of the entertainment industry, or not necessarily outside the industry, but outside of the formal relationship Being between artist and critic, yeah. uh, where we have endured these interesting <laughs> responses to us. Um, I remember... We used to have to take, well, this is one of the things, reasons we don't like sort of gig on the circuit as much as a lot of stand up comedians because we have a lot of gear. Mm. We have to look like, a friggin' piano. Oh, she's a production. I mean, she's it's a production. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And so you could have, I mean, I remember there was what that New Year's Eve where we did three gigs in one night and we were running, running around, around London carrying, carrying a piano. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and I remember one particular night it. we were trying to like, we, we, we needed to get out of a club and it was raining and you had your hood up and we had the keyboard and we were really harassed and we were just like, wah, 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 get oh out. Gosh. There was that bouncer who... <laughs> Let's be fair to him. I had my hood up, but I still had my full face on from having done... You did. You know, so I had like lots of eye makeup on. I think I still had, I still had, under the hood, I had my costume. So I had like, you know, skin tight leggings, sort of probably female boots or, you know, boots that would be sold in the female section. Yeah. Um, so the only, you know, the only thing that really characterises me as a man is my willy, which you can't see. It, you know, every, goodness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hadn't had it out by that point. <laughs> um, and by, and so obviously he, you know, when I, I think he just thought I was, the, you know, a, a very, you know, sort of androgynous looking young girl, like, you know, carrying my keyboard down the stairs. So he was very keen to sort of, you know, open the door for me. Oh, and, and help you, yeah. Yeah, help me and help very me and, and said, you know, and You're said, right, yeah, he said, he said, there you go, madam, or are you yeah. all right, madam? Something ending in madam. Yeah. And I said, thank you, in my deep basso profundo. And he went, fuck, it's a gay. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. I remember that. <laughs> and then I didn't get any help. You didn't get any Onto help. the street with my not. keyboard because, you know, because if anything, he kicked me, kicked my keyboard out of my hands. Yeah, exactly. Bless him. I think it was genuine surprise. It was such shock. It was, it was such oh, genuine. Oh, fuck, it's a gay. It was just flowed out of him. It was very honest. Almost, I feel bad for having miss misgendered him maybe I think maybe it was the beginning of his awakening maybe who knows could have been <laughs> to be fair we're assuming he was a man might not have been don't know yeah, it was don't a bouncer know. that's all we know don't know we don't even know that could have been um, the only club oh and there was that one I mean we actually we actually refer to this one in the song we do uh, where we'd been doing a club a comedy club in, in London in a room above a pub and it was one of the ones where we kind of cut our teeth and we figured out how to get through most situations once you can do that you can do anything so all the other people on the bill are really really classic stand-ups and the host is quite a character yeah um and but he loves it and he loves his life he does um and uh after we'd and, and we we got used to kind of going up there and doing our bit and then for the beginning first five minutes we're just we're a waste because Everyone we're not going, what people are expecting what and we're is not, this yeah, I have we, no idea what's going on exactly. but by the end we pretty much always won them over because we figured out how because we had to pretty quick mm. um, and we had a great time and people always really enjoyed it and that was really lovely because they were so surprised they yeah, were like they were so like, relieved oh, oh this is great that they would say we were and quite often people would kind of say to us oh you know I wasn't really sure what to expect but oh, I really enjoyed it it's so lovely but one person said oh you know when you first came on I really just thought oh, I've got to hate this it's a woman <laughs> it's a musical act but you were really good <laughs> Cheers and leave, and you're like, thank you, like, blink, blink. Wow. <laughs> Just the fact that by being female and yeah. walking on a stage, people would go. Do you remember? Oh. Do you remember when you, we were at university and we did a review gig, and your boyfriend at the time, one of his friends, came up to you after one of our review shows and said, "You are the only funny woman I've ever met." It is true. And as if that was like, 
you know, you should then wear that as a badge, like yeah. put it on your CV. Thank you so much. That's so nice of you to say. Like, you know, that, that I mean, that is, because that's what? That's 15 years ago. Two, 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 two years, years ago. ago. Fine. Well, but, but in reality, it's 15 years <laughs> yes, ago. And I just find ago. that astonishing that 15 years ago, someone, an intelligent person at a good university in, in the UK would come up to you and say that. I know. And that not be the, what? No. I know, kind of amazing. Um, what? I know. It is a strange men, one. Men, eh? They're awful. Oh, men, what are they like? But there was a woman, actually, there was a, there was, there was a woman I was at university with who, who said that she just didn't like women on stage. Yeah. She just didn't like seeing women on stage. She preferred watching men. Which is also, I mean, now we're tapping into the issues like gay men on dating sites going, I only want a masculine man. You know, mm. I'm not looking for feminine men. I'm only looking for masculine. It's just this, where it's so entrenched yeah. that the internalised response to that and the way in which gay men can hate other emblems of gayness and women can start to resent or feel uncomfortable seeing female you know female qualities in positions of power you know yeah. I mean that's that's a lot to unpack gay homophobia and Life. female misogyny femogyny gay phobia I like those both they don't quite work but we no. can we can make something happen well, this is thing. that's our job yeah. Have you ever played that game where you have to like cast people you know? It's like the movie of your life. No. Oh, it's it can get so offensive. Yeah, I was gonna say this is this is my idea of not a game. This is my idea of hell on earth. This is Abigail's party times five. I don't want to do it. Like that 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 is that for me is the kind of edge of that one. I that, Although, that one. You see, now I'm just trying to figure out which Ryan you'd be, Reynolds or what's the other one? Gosling. Oh, Gosling. You've only said that to like you. You're trying to think of the like absolute most un. Like you know, you unobjectionable. Have, no, you have a full Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. You have a full Ryanness sake. to you. I'm Alan Cumming, and we all know it. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. If as if. No, he's got a really weird bird face. I'm you don't have a bird Alan face. Cumming, and you're Sue Pollard. Anyway, so the thing about it is, <laughs> you see, it's always offensive. And clearly, Christina Hendricks. Oh yeah, Ashley would. would. Thank would you. Good, yeah. Thank you. Christina, if Christina and Sue had a, it baby. should be fruity enough. <laughs> Christina Hendricks is really fruity. Is she? Um, Christine Hendricks, yeah. She? Oh, she's so fruity. Listen to a podcast. Okay. Um, anyway. No, I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And I think... Although Kate Winslet would play the me offstage, probably. Michelle Pfeiffer would be me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are any of the ones that we list in the song particular, like, uh, sore points to you? Um, there's... Like, I mean, there's there's a comic kind of misunderstanding where I talk about, you know, somebody describes as, describe me as larger than life and I just deliberately misinterpret that's that. that's a joke. In the same way that me flinging myself about the stage with gay abandon. Yeah, you know, we're de- deliberately misinterpreting those. We know that's not what that means. To, yeah. to, to kind of sort of also po- po- poke fun at our own sensitivity to these things, which is what that is about. Yeah. Um, definitely, I mean, I had a lot of cheer up loves or smile yeah. when I was, and it used to be when I was walking to school in a school uniform because I used to walk on my own like most of the way along a main road. Um, and, you know, it'd be like wazzing down with rain mm. and and you would Gorgeous fully wazzing. get just like a beep and a slow down and a cheer up love and a carry on. You're just like, and this is like a 15, 16 year old girl in the rain who's Heading got exams, to going to school, who's of course going to be self-conscious anyway. And of course, school uniform on a curvaceous girl is never the one. <laughs> Me and my friend were once, we fully know we were ironically honked. Like... 
Just like, oh, just bless like, them, they'll, they'll like this. Well, no, not even they'll like this. Just like, oh my God, they're so ugly. Let's honk them because it's funny. No. It's funny that they might think that they there were pretty. There are those people in the world. There are, no, there are. Not and in we, my life. But luckily we were together and we found it hilarious and then we still talk about it that we were honked ironically and it was funny. Those are the friends you need. They are. Um, but, I mean, yeah, that that... And at first I kind of, for a period of time, I used to like try and like paint a smile on. Yeah. Like a weird, like I'm a, like an absolute frigging loon. Just like walking down the street with a sort of half smile. Just people in case just a man wants to see away. something nice. Just to stop people saying, oh, smile, cheer up, love. It's like, no, leave me alone. I mean, you've always got to have in your back pocket for that. I mean, well, now I would have in my back pocket for these kind of situations a thing of my doctor's died. Like, I mean, that was what I had in my head. I oh, had really? in my head a Your whole monologue that I would say that you would of say, like, "Good, well, okay, my good. parents have died, and I've just found out that I've got juvenile cancer or juvenile. Know, like, some kind of awful thing." Um, but I've awful, really awful that, that that was a part of my day that I had to like have these little mind games and yeah, and worry and about how your how your natural resting face yeah portrayed yourself in a way that was supposedly oh you're not you're not doing the required effort that is that, yeah. that is needed from you to be a woman in the world when I am simply walking from the place where I live to the place where I am legally obliged to go to school and thinking about what's coming like potentially stressful. I just yeah. that was yeah ridiculous um, that is annoying and I, oh, I, I I've love... had that I've had, I've had smile in clubs oh. when I was a student smile and to then the fair, person would try and like flirt more and I'd be like no we're done I mean <laughs> I have seen you drunk and it is <laughs> It's a pretty magnificent face. It's just like smoky, serious face. It is. Yeah, but that's my resting drunk, smoky, (laughs) smoky bitch face. And it is a treat. I mean, you've taken photos of it and then shown it to me when I'm sober just (laughs) just for fun. (laughs) Just been like, hey, did you enjoy your night, Matthew? Because look at you. You look like Satan mixed with Cthulhu. You just look entirely through your eyebrows. Like you can't see anything unless it's through the hair of your eyebrows. Oh, but like I'm so, but, but the chin I'm, is glued to the chest. But because the I'm drunk, I get so up. cross, don't I? You can't mock me when I'm drunk about no, it because oh, no, it's no, very no, annoying. No, no, it's very annoying. But yeah, I've had I've had that a lot. And to be honest, it's my it's my God-given right as a young clubber to look like Cthulhu and not it be is, bothered. It is, absolutely. And yeah. I feel like in the interest of fairness, I mean, you've seen me in some states, you know. Oh, yeah. I was in New York and I put my head in a bush. Oh, God. <laughs> a bush, um, a, 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 like a, a bonsai bush, not a, not a woman's bush. Oh, I ruined it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not a female bush. A, <laughs> so a, a, a literal a literal. People listening bush. who know us will think that bush has another meaning. It could have yeah. been either. But no, it was in this instance Just a bush on the I side of the road. I ruined a really good wig. I was really annoyed. You're so drunk. Yeah. Be imagine um, if someone walked past and said, cheer up. <laughs> she can't breathe she's like she can't speak she's passed out oh no terrible let us live our lives people that's kind of I guess that's sort of a little bit of a a a point of the song in some ways is is a gentle I mean it's not gentle it's actually quite aggressive but obviously like that's a joke (laughs) yeah that's that's the joke kind of extreme of it but I guess the the if there is a an actual point we hope that you take away from it is is that thing of it's all right to politely but firmly say no that's actually I'm not okay with you saying that to me or, or thinking of me in that way because that says more about you than about me. I think that's the thing when we because the hook that's not my name obviously doesn't apply to situations where you know somebody has said something about you. Yeah, people aren't naming. They're you not literally wrong. naming you. But what we're saying is that's not me. Like that, I am my not. Identity. Yes, that signifier by which you have like yeah. pigeonholed me is not the extent of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not all I am. That's not, that's not. Just because I'm this doesn't mean I'm this. You've made some leaps. You've made some assumptions. Exactly. We're, and we're I, finding out about you here. Help you conveniently put me in a box. Yeah. But that's not me. That's not 
what I am. And I think yeah. that's all the song was really about. Yeah. Um, well, and the original is an absolute freaking triumph oh, of that. Classic of the genre. It is. It is. <laughs> um, and we just absolutely stole it. And we kind of stole the ball and ran with it. We didn't really do any changing to this. You know, I think there was another thing with this. It was the first time we changed the lyrics of an existing song as opposed to... change the song and the music, yeah. Reinterpret... Yeah, keeping the lyrics and changing the music. So, yeah, I think that's because it's already, like we said at the beginning, an amazing protest song. A classic. Yeah. In and fact, I think now we should... Play you our well, version. Well, let's... Do you want to hear it? Well, you're already here. You've got this far. Come Absolutely. on. Get to the end. And then go away and listen to the Ting Tings one again because it's amazing. But for now, Frisky and Manishes, that's not my name. A lot of people seem to struggle with our name, Frisky and Manish, and they get it wrong a lot. You would not believe the combinations that we have heard over the years. I mean, for example, they call me freaky. Um, they call me fishy. They call me fanny. They call me Jane. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. They call us Frisky and Manish. Freakish and Manish. Frisky and Manish. But the wrong way round. That's not my name. 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 Keeps logging on and blogging all their comments about me. They say I'm wearing fishnet suspenders and lace. I don't. I try to keep the focus nearer to my face. And they assume they know my sexuality, not because I've actually told them, just by looking at me. And then they mention it in every single sodding review because the public need to know that there's going to be a homo on stage. Age, age, age. They call me goth sex large lady. They call me mischievous porno elf. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. They call me dominatrix. Keep your sordid fantasies to yourself, please, the guardian. They call me coal-eyed queer. Keep your sordid fantasies to yourself, please, the guardian. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. Don't. Are you calling me bitchy? I just tell it like it is, take me or leave me. They say, that was really good, which is weird because I didn't want to like you because you're a woman and you're a music act. That's not my name. That actually happened. That's not my name. At a gig. That's not my name. Like a professional That's not my gig. Name. They say, flinging himself about the stage with gay abandon. Gay abandon? That's not my what, name. Is my That's abandon my gayer than That's everyone else's? Sometimes That's yes. Not my name. They call me larger than life. Larger than life. That's not my name. I'm sorry, if your That's life is smaller name. than a dress size 14, then frankly name. I pity you. That's not my name. They say, You rarely remind me of my best friend from school. Is he? He's gay too. Right. That's not my name. That's not my name. We're not a breed. That's not my name. We can't breed. They say, hug, ah, 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 What are you doing? They grab my boobs. Oh. Girls grab my boobs. Gays grab my boobs. Get off my Get boobs. Off they say, Manish's makeup is tax deductible. Frisky's is not. Seriously? I mean, That's he's not, not under any societal pressure That's to look that name. way. And pff, don't even get me started on the tampon tax. 
they say, That's not very nice language for a pretty young lady. <laughs> That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. Piss off your big fat cunt. Yeah, piss off. They say, You're gay. Do you fancy me then? Uh, look, what is it you want to happen here? Are you looking to have your anus explored, sir? Because I will do it, but you might not like it. They say, Cheer up, love. But why? What is there to be happy about? We're all hurtling meaninglessly towards nothingness and an abyss of despair with no beginning and no end. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. They say, well, if you're going to put it out there on display... For everyone to see. You can't be surprised when something happens. She asked for it. He asked for it. We We asked for it. it. What What total total shit. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. so upset it's a compliment man up that was frisky and mannish with that's not my name it sounds like a lot more people than just us though but it's not just the two of us <laughs> and producer barry producer barry producer barry lent two whole voices to that bless him but that that Ma- like we maxed him out oh and the guitar sorry the guitar um, <laughs> the crux of the song all the guitar you hear on anything is producer barry um, and also the fact it might sound good that's all him but the chorus of voices <laughs> that was an entertaining uh, oh, afternoon it's just I mean when you realise what goes into these things when we try and ape some of these sounds and, and you know make these tracks sound like the originals that were spoofing and you realise quite how many elements well, how many layers how many doubles there are a lot of layers but to be fair what we God. were trying to do is create a sense of like people joining and joining and fighting and, and yelling True. but we if we that just kept it. yelling and adding voices it didn't like sound like new people it just no, sounded like because you always again shout the same so yeah. we had to we had to do voices to do different well, you, voices well you really went ran with it it didn't you? helps it Help! So I you were gave like, you, "Do that! Do it now!" Like this. I gave you some characters, didn't yeah. I? I? What was it? The guy who was educated at Northampton went into recruitment, retrained as an accountant, and is now working for Price Waterhouse Cooper. Yeah. Go! That and was it, one of them. And instead of me asking why is he at this protest, <laughs> I just immediately went, "No, no, no, no!" And you did it. You interpreted it. It flowed very beautifully, very yeah. organic. Did you do a Polish woman who? Just, I did a Polish like, woman who's her house had burned down. That's what you told yeah. me. So yeah, there's a Polish woman. Because <laughs> I sort of thought, well, she's got nothing left but to protest, sweetheart. Is not my name. <laughs> yeah. Um, Olga. They were good ones, but neither of us could do a Scottish accent. I can't. I couldn't say that's not my name in Scottish. I, I could do, do a Scottish accent. I find accents quite fun and like yeah, you are good I enjoy doing them. But I found see that's not my name. Name. No. Name. Name. That's no. That's no me. That's See, this is why we couldn't do it. It didn't yeah. work. But your Irish was very nice. I mean, well, I did have an Irish partner at one point, so maybe that's why. But you struggled to make him shout. You were like, but I only do a very softly spoken Irish accent. Yes, quite, quite. That's what we get our soft teas from, which we still do now all the time. We just, whenever we say great or quite to each other. It goes on for weeks. We just say, oh yeah, that's, that's great. I was wondering how long you'd let me go. I was wondering, Forever. Because I was thinking, and now you laugh, and then you take over. Otherwise, it's the producers it's all over true. again. It's what we do. Oh um, yeah, so that was a weird uh, little behind-the-scenes info. BTS. That's just us doing lots of, lots of weird voices. It is work, we promise. Yes. It's hard. Oh. It is hard, because sometimes when you don't want to do it, it's like, no matter how fun the song is, you're a bit like, here we go. Uh, but usually you can find some way through it. Of course. 
course, of course. <laughs> Better than working for a living, yeah. Yeah, um, Well, that was it. That was us. Um, that was this one. That was That's Not My Name. Mm. That was that. Thank you so much for listening. Please do follow us, share us, like us, subscribe us. And tell us your thoughts. Yeah. You can yeah. find us on Twitter, at Frisky and Manish, with an N in the middle of their names. Open up the conversation. On Facebook, maybe, Frisky and Manish. Yes, or just, you know, find us somehow. Do a Tumblr. <laughs> no one does Tumblr. Pinterest. Make a Pinterest board about us. That's real niche. That That's a lot of effort. Pinterest is really yeah. labour-intensive. We want some inspiration. don't use Pinterest, because I was using Pinterest, and then it started, like knowing more about my life than I did and like you think Pinterest is the only one that does that, that. well they're, they're the really they're the worst at hiding it they're Are just they? like oh do you want to know about this thing and they're like tactless friend who's you know <laughs> just it makes obvious that they've stalked you you're just like oh I've broken up with a boyfriend and they're like oh well I'm trying to lose weight too let's go to a Zumba class and you're like wow what? you just misread that that's Pinterest Pinterest, Pinterest is, is a, that friend it's a crap friend <laughs> it's a crap whereas friend. Facebook is one that's like oh I love that dress and then in a separate WhatsApp group yeah, is yeah, like yeah. this dress is disgusting absolutely and then Regina like Georging it. three or four days later we'll sell you a different dress suggests that they really like this dress and how good that shape is on me <laughs> Facebook is that friend oh I love it yeah what's Twitter Twitter <laughs> just like going just on, and on, and drunk, on and on and on and on and on drunk uncle going and another thing the Eurovision Song Contest was that actually the words or were you just doing that was that was Twitter that was Twitter on Eurovision night oh on Eurovision specific <laughs> wow specific, yeah that's the only time I check it. All the social meds, please. <laughs> anyway, yes, one of those. Yeah. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah. And we've been Laura, Matthew, Frisky and Manish. Yeah, thanks. Bye. If you'd like to support Frisky and Manish's future output, download the songs featured on this podcast at iTunes, Spotify, or any music streaming service worth its salt. You can also subscribe on YouTube, follow on Facebook, or come and see a live show. This podcast was written and presented by Laura Corcoran and Matthew Jones and produced by Barry Hilton. All rights reserved and please contact us for any copyright information. And d- don't sue us. Yeah.